You know, I definitely think there's, you know, when you get into like an interview, right, there's the always tell me about yourself question. I mean, I actually use this to coach people. And, and, and I think it's a really hard thing to package yourself in like a two minute spiel, because one, when you're in an interview, the hiring manager is going to tune out after two minutes. And two, you need to have something that they walk away at the end of that interview. Remember. So I think for me, it is, it is a way to just sort of have a clear and easy way for people to kind of identify instead of Nicole, the product person or Nicole, she leads this group or this project. It is somewhat a universal way to describe me. And it's, it's something that my CTO um, at my company, like I'll be in meetings with people I've never met before. And he's like, Nicole, also known as my Mary Poppins of product. Like it is now in it's intrinsic to how people also reflect me to others, which is kind of crazy because I never really envisioned it would catch on like this. Hello, and welcome to Somehow I Manage Product Teams. I'm your host, Naveen Pichandi, and I'm on a quest to have conversations with product leaders to uncover how each of them skillfully wield the art of managing people and products. I'm joined today by Nicole Castillo, the VP of Product from News Corp. Nicole leads the News Corp's mobile application development platform, which is the foundation for 32 plus iOS and Android apps for the News Corp brands. Some familiar names like New York Post, Wall Street Journal, The Times, Sun, and many more. Now in this episode, we talk about one, how Nicole built her personal brand as Mary Poppins of product, and two, how the Mary Poppins of product characterization has evolved over time, and three, how folks listening can build your own version of the about me that's catchy. For management, press five. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to be here. I'm glad to, to you invited me here. Why why did you invite me here? Uh, we, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, let's first maybe kick it off with your product journey and how you became a product leader. Tell us a little bit about your, your entire path to where you are right now. Yeah, I mean, I think like most product professionals, we're a bit confused how we ended up where we ended up. There wasn't necessarily a product a course that I could take early on. So back in school, you know, basic business degree, but I had minors in marketing and IT management, which now that I look back, I'm like, oh my God, that is product management. Um, I just didn't know it yet. So I started my career early kind of doing more, you know, executive presentations as well as business analysis, which are really great foundational pieces. Like to this day, I still leverage the skills that I, I learned early in my career. And then when I jumped into a new company, so I was at Verizon for a couple of years doing the kind of the business analysis thing, I moved to another company. I was doing business analysis, but they were also going through an agile transformation journey. So they needed kind of a first ever product owner. And what does that really look like? And so I went through both the agile transformation with that company, but also their product transformation. So really helping them understand and kind of place people and, and coach people into what, what does both agile and having product owners look like. And then that, that organization also created a new product organization. My former boss was leading that. So I kind of followed him up the ranks as well there. And my newest iteration, fully product. So I've been in product now officially, 
I think for probably like five years, but I'll say, I always say I've been product and technology for 10 plus years. So my latest iteration of product has been at News Corp doing media and I absolutely love it. But right now I'm in definitely a more challenging space, but in a very different way, I'm less managing actual products day to day. I'm managing people who build products and doing more in that kind of strategic chessboard moving and trying to figure out how we get funding, how do we move these things forward? How do I talk to the people that I need to in order to help my team succeed? So it's um, it's been a journey. I love it. Um, I've been in a lot of different industries doing this and I can't wait to see where else it goes, but that's that's me to date. Oh, that's fantastic. The chessboard is all this podcast is all about and on how people move their chess pieces. Now, this is great. You said you just started sort of managing a team of product leaders. Maybe tell us a little bit about what News Corp does, kind of the product that y'all build and the team that you manage. Just curious what, what y'all do. Yeah, so News Corp, one of the biggest media companies out there. So we have, and in particular, I sit at the center at News Corp, and that means that I support um, our Dow Jones brands. That includes Wall Street Journal. That includes Market Watch. A lot of our those financial, very um, heavy-duty news brands, as well as you know, kind of more interesting and creative brands like New York Post. And we also have businesses in UK and our News UK. So that's the London Times. That's the Sun. Um, we have a broadcasting business over there, and then we have News Corp Australia. Huge. Uh, amount of titles over there. And I sit in the center. Specifically, I started working on mobile. So what I do is I try to kind of make sure, one, are we doing things to the best of industry standards, really making sure that I'm kind of a subject matter expert on how how is this new Apple you know, requirement impacting all of our teams and making sure that everybody is is working on it so that we're compliant as, as, a, as a company. But also, how is what one team is doing in particular, beneficial and other teams could could learn and how could we, you know, make things more shareable in terms of whether it's code or best practices. So really, really very interesting and, and a bit different than some of my other companies. And where I also started, we built an internal mobile platform so that we have some of our mobile apps that people use today being supported by that app framework. And so it's also more of an internal like developer tool which again, a different angle for those who've, who've done consumer facing, like an actual app versus more of an internal, somewhat B2B in the sense that we're building for engineers internally. So it's a bit also internal open source. A lot of terms there I threw out at you. So um, it's a bit of a mixed bag, but I absolutely love that I, I do a little bit of everything. And much of what I do at News Corp, um, I tell people this stat all the time, like 80% of my job is just relationship more than anything else. Yeah, interestingly enough, I think I see this as a pattern as you go up the ranks a little bit and you become a bit more of a product leader to relationship. I think relationships are kind of maintaining those relationships is what gets you to succeed kind of the work that you do in some But places. I think what's, what's more interesting, it's more unstructured the higher you go. So when you start in product, you have stakeholders, right? And you have stakeholder management and there's sort of a toolkit, right, of like, here are the people you talk to and make sure you engage them in this way. And these are the type of meetings that your stakeholders go to. And this is what you need to get out. As you move up the ranks, it's a bit nebulous. It's like, these are people that get things done, or these are the people that I need to influence to make sure my project has funding or that people are bought into this idea. And I got to sell them on the side here before this type of meeting. It's There's not really a playbook, but you have to build these really kind of 
innate abilities just kind of suss out who are the people that are needed for the right conversations at the right time in the right kind of setting. It's, it's that chessboard keeps coming back as, as a theme. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. It's just that I think that is one of the art forms of, of being a leader there too, right? So yeah. one thing that I wanted to talk about today with you is if if anyone's looked at Nicole's LinkedIn profile, the first thing that stands out is Nicole is Mary Poppins of product. And the, all of this comes out and I want to talk about it today because there's a medium post where you've written, which is what caught me, caught my eye and when I read about it, about your unique approach to product management which is the Mary Poppins approach to product. Can you break that down for us? Maybe give us a background for what it is, how did you come up with it, and how do you really use it and some of the takeaways with that whole approach? Yeah, so weirdly enough, I had this question asked recently. I did a talk on this as well on Product Collective at their New York product conference. And somebody asked me afterward, like, you know, how did you come up with this? Like, what was your process? And I said, one day I saw this thing and I, it sort of was like a click moment. I texted one of my old bosses and was like, this sounds like me, right? And that was all the validation I needed. He was like, yeah, that's totally you. And then I started, I, I put it first on my LinkedIn because I sort of it just, and I didn't really think about it. I didn't think like, am I really branding myself? Like, what does this really mean? Um, and I don't even, I don't like put it on my resume. Oddly enough, it's now become something that I'm known both internally and kind of externally uh, for. So I actually sort of did it reverse style where it's sort of the sense of who Mary Poppins is. I think something always comes to people's mind, right? Is, you know, even if you've maybe not seen the movie, but I, I think of the the Julie Andrews, one of my childhood, and just this sort of person that is both really strong and capable, but also just super like lives in this weird world of imagination and excitement. Um, and I just thought like, I didn't have it all mapped out, but I was like, this is me, right? I kind of come with a lot of enthusiasm, but I get shit done. Like, I don't know if that's sort of the tagline of it. I never really put it together. And then I started digging and I did a bit of research, you know, um, on, you know, there's also certain phrases from that movie that we all know, like a spoonful of medicine helps the medicine go down or supercalifragilistic expialidocious, try to say that seven times fast in this podcast. And I started building this story, this narrative um, about how I approach things. And so like a spoonful of medicine, if we take that one and we unpack it a little bit, to me, that's all about like, I use humor regularly. Um, and I use it to break tension. I use it to, you know, build team camaraderie. That's my spoonful of sugar. It is something that I think goes really well with my approach to things. It's something that I think can be leveraged easily in situations because let's face it, product management, it's all about tensions, the tension of your stakeholders, the tension of the customers and those needs and you know, trying to figure out how to prioritize those conflicting pieces. Well, oh, we've got this data saying this, we've got this person screaming very loudly about this. So like, how do you get through a day too? And sort of like with humor. Um, so like that, that's one very specific example. But then what I also realized through that journey of like, okay, I had this idea, started just like putting it out there. I then built a story and a narrative around it about how I approach product and, and what it, it gave me as a chance to reflect. 
um, as I built out that narrative on who I am and what is my approach to product. I'm now at a, a senior enough level that it was a really good pulse check to say, okay, you do, you do this and you do it somewhat innately, but how do you help others understand how to do it? How can you unpack this and help others build their own persona, their own skill set? That is what really makes them uniquely them as they approach product. So that's kind of the, the metaphor metamorphosis that I went through in terms of like having this really random idea kind of backtracking into what is the story and the narrative and now how do I package it and present it and help others find their own Mary Poppins of product or, and it doesn't have to be that clever. So don't think that you have to name yourself. I gave this example at the talk. You don't have to become the Pikachu of a product management. Cause first of all, if you can't explain that, just don't, it's not worth putting it out there. Yeah. That's a great point where the, the characterization of, of whether you're Mary Poppins or two point Pikachu or, uh, Iron Man, a <laughs> product. Who would that be? That that is not that doesn't really matter. But you kind of picked something that best represents you, right? I think that's yeah. kind of what caught your eye. To your point, yeah. uh, I'm more curious. I, I like this idea of it, and what caught my eye was just most people when they think about how do you intro yourself, how do you describe yourself. There are many words that you can use to describe yourself, and then there's also this other pattern I've seen where some people write this doc, which is how do you work with me? Like a work with me doc. This is how we work with me. This is who I am. These are the things that I do. I liked this version of it just because it felt a little more personal, which is and more creative in some ways in where we're instead of you telling in thousand words of who you are, it's, it's a little more relatable in some ways of saying or catchy way of saying, I don't have to explain who you are in a thousand words. I could just say, hey, Nicole, Mary Poppins of product, right? Like that, that's you, right? And so it's an easy way to identify kind of who you are and, and some of kind of describe how you function, how you how you do things. Was that kind of the, the motivation for you to come up with it? I'm just curious how you kind of yeah. attached to this and, and built on top of it. You know, I definitely think there's, you know, when you get into like an interview, right, there's the always tell me about yourself question. I mean, I actually use this to coach people and, and, and I think it's a really hard thing to package yourself in like a two minute spiel because one, when you're in an interview, the hiring manager is going to tune out after two minutes and two, you need to have something that they walk away at the end of that interview remembering because they may be interviewing a lot of candidates. They may also just have been really busy that day and you need something to kind of solidify in, in their minds. So I think for me, it is it is a way to just sort of have a clear and easy way for people to kind of identify instead of Nicole, the product person, or Nicole, she leads this group or this project. It is somewhat a universal way to describe me. And it's, it's something that my CTO um, at my company, like I'll be in meetings with people I've never met before. And he's like, Nicole, also known as my Mary Poppins of product. Like it is now in train, it's intrinsic to how people also reflect me to others, which is kind of crazy because I never really envisioned it would catch on like this. Yeah, it's part of this, I guess, organic evolution. I'm sure your character of being Mary Poppins also probably evolved quite a bit where you want. I think you you sussed out three main kind of areas, right? Which is you uncomplicate things, you prioritize, and the, the complex word, I still can't pronounce that. That's kind yeah. of the three things that you sussed out and said, this is how I associate myself to being Mary Poppins of product. How did it start? Like, what was the first draft version of 
of this and how did it get to kind of your three big uh, I guess takeaways or, or characterizations? So I realized that like there was a gap, right? Is I had made this decision to become Mary Poppins a product, but I, I sort of didn't have anything to back it up. And I was like, I'm going to write something because I'd also given myself a challenge to say, I want to do more writing this year. So I said, okay, well, why don't I write about what it's like to be the Mary Poppins of product? And I also signed up to do a talk. And by the way, it's very motivating if you submit a talk you don't actually have any materials for, and it, it forces you to come up with the actual it's content. a forcing function isn't it like, and i actually really recommend it to people is not to necessarily like i actually want to try to like when i i mean if somebody wants me to come and do the same one fine but like when i apply to to be a speaker sometimes at, at conferences or anything i actually kind of put out like a range of ideas like i think i could do something on this or this or this and then i sort of from that date i know oh, well, i gotta figure something out <laughs> like I, I have the idea and i have all the pieces that i need but i have to then build it so I'd submitted, I'd also submitted it for a talk and then I wanted to do some writing. So blank sheet of paper, I sort of actually went back to kind of study up on like who is Mary Poppins beyond my kind of cultural reference for myself and what it means to me. And I found what I did is I orchestrated around quotes that are, are not all of them are super famous, um, but quotes that are part of the literature or the, um, the movie presentation. I said, yes, that, that makes sense to me. Um, like the one about un uncomplicating things. Like it's really about, you know, we don't have to make it so complicated. It's it's about focusing on priorities and being, you know, really focused in that area. There's another one. What is it on? It's um, like, just don't necessarily let your past dictate your future, something like that. And it's all about, you know, I'm, I've come into multiple companies and I've sort of done a new iteration of myself. And it's great to have, you know, the skills and, the experience that you had, but don't let it always be like you come into a room and be like, you know, when I was at this company, we did it this way and we should do it this way. You know, use your skills and what you've learned, but also be open to new ways and, and trying different things. So I think I, I sort of orchestrated it around these, these quotes. And then I, I unpacked it as to what does it really mean for me and my style of doing things? And it just sort of flowed in this sort of blank sheet of paper style of, of writing. And then I refined it a little bit and then it was sort of like, okay, what would then somebody, um, the extension of that is I, I, I sort of, this is Mary Poppins approach to me. What I've done since then is like, how would I actually train or coach somebody else to do this for themselves? So I've actually sort of even extended it into what's the, the push, what's, what's the external value I could give to somebody else who's, yeah, you might be curious about who Mary Poppins a product is. Great. I'd love for you to read the Medium post. Um, but also what's more important is how could I help somebody on their journey um, using this as a thought process more than anything. That's actually great. That's what, what I was going to ask next, which is I, I don't have sort of an identity or a quick you know, hook line of say, this is who I am to explain about me. If I wanted to go through this process, like, how, how would you help me go through this? So we start with the blank sheet of paper, but what I like to frame it in is sort of the, the, the question that is the dreaded question in the interview. Tell me about yourself and write it down because, you know, often in an interview, you sort of kind of come up off the cuff or you've got sort of a, a script that you might've worked with, but off, often we actually haven't written it down. The tell me about yourself, unless, you know, you just quirky and like to write your own bios every once in a while. There's no shame in that, but the tell me about yourself 
um, and going through how you would actually present it to a hiring manager, I think is also really important for the framing um, because you put that lens of like, what do I need to get out of it? Um, so I have everyone start and then I, and I ask them to share it with me. Kind of first draft, like, you know, no, no shame, right? And then I have, you know, I'll read through and I'll be like, you know, okay. Right. So, so I'll give two examples. So, so one woman that I work with and I mentor, she had come up with this amazing concept where I thought it was amazing um, of, you know, a full stack product manager. Now we've all heard of like full stack engineers, but she came up with this really cool concept of a full stack product manager. And I was like, I love it. What does it mean? Right. So it was a thing, right. That she felt described her because she had been an engineer, a full stack engineer, and she was sort of framing her journey in this very concise way. And I was like, I love it but now explain it. What does that mean? And why is it valuable for somebody who wants to hire you? Why, why, why is this unique? Why does this make you you? I had another woman send me one and it was just very generic statements. You know, I, you know, I've, you know, been a you know recognized leader. I've, you know, do this. And I'm like, what is it that's you? This is just reads like a, like a solid, you know, you know, been in product for a while, but like, there's no personality here, you know, like, so I, I gave her a few questions. I was like, what's the uniquely you? What's, what's the thing that you get out of bed and you get excited to do product management today. Um, so I, I try to, you know, but I like to frame it very generally and then start asking those like more detailed questions as we go through um, and we refine the process. But then after that, it's really sort of like continue refinement and then continued like sharing it with people again, refining it again, sharing it again, and kind of keep coming back in that way. Um, but it's, it's all about finding the uniqueness, the angle. It doesn't have to be a set of words. Like I remember several years ago when I was applying to a job where, and this, this was after probably like 10, 15 interviews where I finally realized I had sort of a thing. And it was that I was a constant transformer in the sense that every company I'd been to, I'd been transforming along with them, whether or not they were going on an agile transformation or product transformation. I had been at the epicenter of transformation. And it was something that I could still explain really well. And I could say, you know, how I'm adaptable, how I led through those. And it's sort of, you know, but it kind of solidifies a story and kind of thinking in terms of storytelling. Um, so those are a few, a few pieces. Yeah, that sounds very interesting. If I were to sort of summarize like the steps that you did, one, almost you start off with your, tell me about yourself. And then you almost kind of break it down into areas where if it's generic enough, give me a hook line to almost summarize yeah. it in some way so you give you a hook and then you listen further and then give you a hook and then at least segment it into some hooks where you bring the person back into the tension in some way because when i was reading through yours that's kind of what i took away which is as soon as you saw uncomplicate i was like okay what does that mean a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down what does that mean and then it got me hooked on to reading more and more about that that entire medium article was pretty much about you, like who you are. Yeah. And, and that's you tell me about yourself, right? Yeah. And so I, I found that very interesting just because it, it is very similar to how you build product where you are the, your, your own product and you're trying to build your own brand. Every brand has its logo and a tagline in a way that you identify that brand and you can associate yourself with that brand in some way, right? Yeah. Uh, and everybody knows what the Apple tagline is or the Nike tagline is. And this is your tagline. 
Like, and when people say many problems are product, you know, it's Nicole. And so I, I like that approach to thinking about yourself as, as a product and how would you go about it. And this whole tell me about yourself is also a little more of a, you know, your acquisition flow. When you're telling yeah. about yourself, see where your drop off happens. If you're like two yeah. minutes in, you're talking about it and they're like, oh, I'm not even listening anymore. I guess you've lost your recruiter or you've lost the person who's listening exactly. to you. And you're using ways to keep the listener hooked on to, oh, tell me more, tell me more. And you kind of get through the whole acquisition funnel and say, yep, I'm convinced. I like you. Let's talk more. Right? I really like that approach. And especially in a world now where personal branding is so important for you to stand up right? In, in, even in the current environment where hiring is so hard and you need to stand out against, I guess, a pool of 200, 300 odd people applying for that same position. I saw, I think there was someone who was talking about there were 2000 odd people applying for like a single position out there and it's just brutal out there. And so in that kind of environment for you to stand out, it's very important, which is why I wanted to talk to you about this because folks listening to it, if this helps, I think they can go through this introspection and, and think about how do they build their about me's to stand out? Like how do they best explain themselves and create a tagline for themselves where they stand apart in, uh, I guess, across the, the whole pool of, of other folks that are out there. Um, and so this is, this is great to chat through. If someone really wanted help with this whole process, uh, can they reach out to you? Do you help people out? Yeah. I think you mentioned you mentor some folks. Yeah. Uh, how, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm very active there. Um, I build my, my online presence there. Um, definitely reach out. I mentor through different communities, but you know, I, I met a bunch of people at that, that recent conference. And I said, here, here are my booking links. You can, you know, schedule some time with me. I'm happy to walk you through your initial stages, or if you've gotten something, you know, on paper that you're just like, oh, I just need somebody else's pair of eyes on it. I'm happy to do that. That's probably the place I'm most accessible. So yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll definitely need your help to kind of frame my one line or two. The last thing that I had was around, I guess, using this this tagline of persona and then how has it helped you? And I'm curious, what are some tactical ways that you wear this tagline in some way? I think you said, even at work, people refer to you as Mary Poppins of product and say, yep, I know who that is. Are there other areas where, you know, you've used this or I'm almost thinking, does it help kind of remind you of your own persona, mm-hmm. right? Like, is this like your ideal North Star state. And sometimes when you drift away and you think, wait, I try to simplify things. I try to uncomplicate things. Why am I complicating it? Let me go do the basics, right? Uh, right. It was just very interesting because I was going through a recent coaching session when uh, one of my coach gave me a feedback. They're like, what, what, what animal do you best relate to? Right. They're like, uh, and then we ended up with lion after a big thought process. And they were like, I want you to think of like a lion. Like I want you to be a leader like a lion in some ways. You go into these meetings. You don't talk too much. You sit back ask the right questions and get the folks, you know, there's, there's a way of how you handle certain things without going into a lot of the details, but they told me to be aligned, to remind yourself to be aligned versus, you know, a beaver who's just constantly in the weeds trying to do their work, put a wallpaper of line on your phone or on your or laptop or whatever that is. It constantly keeps reminding you, you need to, you need to be like a lion. Like that's kind of your animal of sorts, right? God, I love that you have Oh, idea. I actually don't know. I guess I, I chose lion for, uh, we went through the whole process and it ended up being a lion, but I, I guess that's what, that's what it is. And, and it's kind of minute things like these, which yeah. I was like, wait, what? Change my wallpaper to a lion? How does it help? 
But it, I noticed that the psychological aspects of it kind of help you reinforce some, there's association to that line. I mean, line by itself, I'm not going to go growling all over when I'm walking around. That's not, that's not the point of it, but it kind of associates to certain qualities that you want to reinforce and that kind of helps. Like, do you do things like that? That kind of helps you? I'm, I'm curious kind of how you use it. I mean, I think, you know, it's helpful when like in the scenario that I told you where my CTO introduces me in meetings again, I think it sort of gives people an instant frame for me um, and sort of like, again, cements me in their minds. Ironically, I don't, I don't actually, unless I'm going to a conference and I'm talking about this, I never introduce myself as Mary Poppins of products. I sort of let others sort of suss that out through connections with me, um, et cetera. I think in the framing is really, really good that you mentioned is sort of like how I bring myself back. I think I don't necessarily need to per se go and check in with it because a lot of it's very innate to just the way I've developed. That's why it speaks so well to me that it just, it, it fits so well. I don't have to force that fit. I think though, for somebody who is maybe trying to find what their thing or their angle is, if they have something that they feel is maybe an aspirational persona, maybe they do want to be the Mary Poppins or they want to be the lion of, um, you know, product having something that's sort of the aspirational that they can then say, well, what does that mean for me? And go through the same process though. What does that mean for me? What do I kind of pin things onto? Like, here's the tagline. Here's what that means for me. I think, yes, I think that would be incredibly helpful. I think it's more of an aspirational one. Do I need to check in with myself? No, because Mary Poppins or my uh, Mary Poppins of product more specifically is just innate to who I am and how I've sort of built up my my experience and how I, I just approach things naturally that's that's great advice too because you don't have to kind of force it on yourself to keep reminding that there are ways where it's a representation of you innately also not your this is my north star always and that's what i want to be i'm not there yet so that's that's also it can be both though i think it could be both depending on where you are in your career where you want to be maybe you just don't have something quite figured out but you have something like this feels like it could be me. It feels like I'm oriented. And that could be just as valuable in, again, setting the tone when you are explaining yourself who I want to be as a leader. I mean, how impactful is that? You go into a room like this is want to be, and this is what I keep checking in on myself and always constantly reframing against. I think that's incredibly valuable. Yeah, this is great. A few other, I guess, identities I've recently noticed and I've kept an eye out for to see how people brand themselves is. Uh, there's a gentleman who is, I think, now super active on LinkedIn and, and on Twitter, who's building a company called Doula. He calls himself like Mr. LLC. And that's picked up. Like, it, like a lot of people refer to him as Mr. LLC. And then I, th- I think I found some other gentleman who writes a Substack. He's called the AI guy. And so th- mm-hmm. there are ways where I think people pick yeah. up these taglines for... for... Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a woman who does like financial reporting, Mrs. Dow Jones, on, uh, on Instagram. She's great. And she does these like like light packed, um, you know, financial recommendations. And she's built her business on this and has a newsletter and she's great. Yeah, that's again, a good examples of, it's not exactly where you're associating yourself to another character or fictional uh, character or role, but it's a great representation of who you are, right? What you do, like quickly, Mr. LLC, all he does is help people register their companies, right? And so I really like these kind of uh, quick, self-branding exercises overall like I said, yeah. i've been very interested in it lately um, and so this has been great this is 
been super helpful and we'll make sure to put the links to you know how people can reach out to you to yeah. you know help get through their kind of tagline of, of who they could be i have a few rapid fire questions for you are you ready ready cool the first one is the default uh, your most recent wow moment using a product uh, most, most recent wow moment in a product not in one of my own products but i've been doing a lot of experimentation with you know all the ai technologies and products um, and i think when you just sort of see it spit out these crazy interesting responses like i mean wow we're living in a new world and how this can apply to other products is just i can't wait even even how our industry product management is going to change it's just mind-blowing we're so used to thinking machines are dumb and you you have to construct your kind of questions and search queries and things like that in a way that it can remotely give you what you want and most times you expect your responses the fact that you get such completely unexpected responses with these chatbots uh, kind of blows your mind, doesn't it? It's I'm definitely. I've heard a, a lot of people definitely don't want to be on the wrong side of it if, if things get out of control for sure. Second question: If I asked you to recommend one book to folks listening to this today, what would it be and why? I would. Um, I think it's called "Designing Your Life." Um, it's by some Stanford design experts. Um, I will, I'm giving all the wrong detail, but um, it's it's an incredible book, and it's it's not even just about product. It's just about how you reflect on where you want to go in your job, where you want to go in in your career, in your life. Um, it has some really really great tools, like that you sketch out, like where do I spend my, the most time in my day, um, but where do I get the most energy, you know? And it's 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 really great. I even recommend it to my husband when he was sort of like, oh, I don't really know if I love my job. It's a really great book. I think designing your life. I'll I'll, I'll make sure to pull up the details, Naveen, and send it to you. So you <laughs> no, it's great. I'll definitely want to link to it. I've, I don't think I've read it, so I'll, really, I'll, I'll really take good. that as a quick recommendation to to read through as well. That's awesome. Last question is, if you're not a PM, what would you have been otherwise? Ooh, um, I've always played with the idea of like my second career would be in education. Um, my grandparents were both teachers and I have very little stage fright and I don't mind getting up in front of people. Although I, would, I don't know what I would teach. I think I would, I would, te- I think I would teach in college. I think I, I'm not sure I could handle too much adolescence. <laughs> um, I have two small children right now and I'm just, you know aware of you know their their every moment but um i think maybe a teacher of some sort oh that's great and i, I think I've, I've seen this sort of career arc a little bit recently where a lot of folks even if you've done the product they they go into teaching in some ways where they do like a lot of seminars and they i guess do cohort-based programs on maven and things like that so your second act may not really be, not be far, far away. away so you could you could definitely do one of those that's awesome that's great. Uh, this has been awesome, Nicole. Thank you so much uh, for jumping on this. And uh, we'll definitely put the links to the Medium articles. And if you don't get your link to the, the I guess, presentation that you had, we'll definitely that. put that up there too for folks who are interested. And uh, where can people find you on the internet? LinkedIn is my go-to, honestly. Like it is the one kind of social media site, I mean, that I feel still... <laughs> sounds bad still has value i think everything else <laughs> doesn't sound bad a, i think it still doesn't it has a bad. function that i think some of the others are, are are useful so linkedin is my go-to place for anything i i don't or, or medium you can also find me on medium that's where i do put out my kind of written content i have a goal to do write one article per month and kind of post that out so i don't know yet 
what May will be. Maybe it'll be about being a podcast guest and how you prepare and how you hopefully do a good job. You guys will all have to let me know um, how well the job we did together. Oh, this is awesome. Uh, we'll definitely link that one here too to say for anybody else who's looking to get on a podcast, you should definitely read this. This is awesome. And any other personal announcements? Any, any other, well, I guess, conferences that you're going to be speaking at? I will be speaking at an upcoming app promotion summit on kind of AI's application in the mobile space. Um, other than that, there's probably something. I'm I'm going. I'm actually attending more conferences than speaking this year. I'm going to a lot of AI conferences. Um, for for my job, but other than, and I'll write about it. I'll write about them, what I got out of them, how useful they were. But um, I'm sure there might be some other product conferences popping up. Um, some in the UK, I might even attend since we have our businesses over there as well. So I'll, I'll keep you posted, or I'll post it somewhere on LinkedIn, and you can find out where. That's great. AI <laughs> is the theme of the year, so I'm, exactly. I'm glad you're you're on top of it. Uh, this this has been great, Nicole. Thank you so much for taking the time and enlightening us a little bit to get our own sort of brand, personal brands kind of created. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll, you'll hear for, back from me with my version of my draft of what yeah. that personal brand is going to be. This has been awesome. Awesome. I mean, this was great. I had a great time. Have me back anytime on Mary Poppins related paraphernalia or not. I can come with other topics. Uh, do not fear. Maybe it is AI, how that's shaking up our, our industry, but... Um, this was really fantastic and i love being part of it yeah that's actually a good point maybe at the end of the year we'll get a quick summary of everything you've learned from all these conferences in the AI. how are you going to apply uh, this is great this is awesome thanks nicole